This is the Stripped Down Podcast with Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, and Bravo reality TV star, Allie Levine. Join in with her weekly as Allie dishes on all things motherhood, the real, the raw, and everything in between. Buckle up, it's about to get real. Here's Allie. Hi loves, welcome back to Strip Down. I'm so excited about who I have on the line right now. She is an incredible coach, she's an author, she's an expert in adversity recovery, she's a motivational speaker, she's a mom, she's just so many incredible things. She also has her own podcast and radio show. This is Cherie Ricard, welcome to my show. Thank you so much, Allie. It is a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you. And I know we already kind of started chatting before I had you on, and I was just blown away by how much you truly um, do and have accomplished. And, you know, everything that you're about is truly where I align. And I love that you are the host of your own, you know, podcast and radio show, Real Girl Talk. And I just love how you're all about, you know, that empowerment, but also the discussion of like behind, you know, what brings that empowerment and how do you work through different types of adversity and how do you get through grief and all these different things. And so that's really what I want to dive into. But before we do, I would love for you, Sherry, to introduce yourself to my audience and just tell them a little bit about yourself before I kind of ask you. I have so many good questions for you. Oh, thank you so much. So yes, I am an author. Um, I started writing uh, back in 2007 when I went through a tragedy, and we'll talk about that today. But I wrote as a healing aspect for seven years, and that turned into a book in 2014, which led me to other books and which led me to a speaking platform and going back to school and getting a certification in grief recovery coaching, which can be many aspects. And yeah, so I do have my own show, Real Girl Talk Radio Podcast Show, where I basically reach out to women that have, that want to be empowered, that have an intentional life. I bring guests on. We talk about tips and business and finance and leadership, community, family, all kind of mom stuff and, you know, everything that the women and girls want to know. I love that. that that's, that's wonderful. And like, I think that, you know, there needs to be more of that because people I feel like are, even myself, are afraid sometimes to be really vulnerable and to share and to feel like, you know, it's okay to maybe not be a hundred percent about everything. And it's more than okay. But for some reason, especially in our society nowadays with social media and everything else that goes on, you feel like you always have to have this filter and you always have to have this fluff about you. And I love that for you, you're like, no, there's no filter. We're talking about all this and empowering you behind it and getting you past it. And not only getting you past it, but we're also essentially kind of recreating an even better you. Right. Exactly. I love that. And that's, and that's what I try to do. You know, it's funny that you said that because today on my Instagram, I put a post um, up about how, yes, share if you want to share and don't share if you don't want to. You know, I think we live in a world now where everybody's talking about be your true authentic self. Well, and then people feel like they have to share and then they regret things that they do share. And it's just important that we as women know what our boundaries are for us because we're all individuals. You know, we we can get on and we can share our true selves 
or we can choose to share just inspirations and not show a side of our life or something that's going on that we want to stay private. Just because the society is telling us to be our true authentic self doesn't mean that we have to show everyone and dig up dirt and show everybody the skeletons in the closet. That's not what that means. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. And I think that's well said to say that because again, I do think people feel like, you know, it's like one or the other, right? Like I have to right. share everything or I can't share anything at all. And it's like, no, this is your, your, your platform, your page, whatever you're doing. Yes, of course. I agree. You should of course be authentic in whatever you share. Cause I think that's very important. I think I'll right. sight of that even myself in the past. But like you said, the difference is really like what you feel you want to share or what you feel comfortable with and all that. So it's like, there's a big difference. Right. Absolutely. There is. So for, you know, of course your show, you have all these amazing guests on that, you know, you get to help through discussing that empowerment and, you know, overcoming adversity and all these things. How did you kind of get into this whole world? You know, it's crazy because I, you know, I'm going to back up. So when I was younger, I was not afraid of the stage and I, I don't know how that happened. I mean, I was the cheerleader on the sidelines and, you know, loved all of that. I was in beauty pageants. I was that beauty pageant girl all growing up. Um, I was actually in Mrs. Competitions during my first marriage. I was in Mrs. Nashville and Mrs. Tennessee did all of that. And, but when somebody would stick a video or camera in front of my face, I would freeze like, a freak. I don't understand why I could walk on stage, talk on stage, do all these things. But if the video was rolling, I just would freeze. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. So one of my friends who's also a, a video mentor and she helps people get camera ready. She challenged me and she said, listen, why don't you do a couple of Facebook lives? Talk about things that you know. And I thought, oh gosh, what am I going to talk about? You know? And then I realized, well, I've wrote, you know, a few books. I've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> so what I did is I actually just took some of the content from one of my books. And I think one of them was about grief. One was about confidence building. And so I went live on Wednesdays about seven o'clock and I did that for about four or five Wednesdays. And then I realized, my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to go live on Facebook every single Wednesday and commit to this when you have, you know, all these other obligations. And so I quit doing it and I started getting all these messages like, where's real girl talk? Why are you not coming on? Are you coming back? And I thought, okay, well maybe somebody was listening. And then I realized I had thousands of views on these Facebook lives that I was doing. Oh, how so funny. How can I take this content and put it into something that I can record and not have to commit to a live broadcast on Facebook every single week? And it just dawned on me. I thought podcast, it's the best thing, right? So I'll just have my own radio show. And so I just took the name Real Girl Talk, which I just made up and turned it into podcast. And it just snowballed. I mean, I've had tens of thousands of downloads and I'm thinking, wow, you know, so it just, it inspires me to keep going because I feel like, you know, I'm giving the right things I'm bringing on the right guest. And so it just motivates me to keep giving and giving and sharing and sharing. That's awesome. I, I love that. And I love that, you know, like you kind of had to see it to be like, oh, wow, there's like a purpose here. And then this is like happening. And I completely relate to that because, you know, this podcast was born out of the fact that I went through postpartum depression and I couldn't handle just kind of not only just sitting in it, but also not releasing it. And then for me, it was like, I wanted to share, but I didn't know how to. And I thought, 
all right, well, if I talk about it, then at least I get it out. And then if people think I'm crazy, like whatever, then I won't talk about it anymore. You know, and I was honestly, I felt, I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to think I'm crazy by these first few episodes. And the response was so amazing. And I had so many people reach out and say, oh my God, thank you for sharing this. I'm listening. I'm feeling for you. I felt the same way. And all of a sudden you realize, oh my God, like we're all connected in so many ways without even realizing it. And we all share so many same vulnerabilities and challenges. And it's like, but until you share that, you don't know it. Right. Well, you know what, this is, this is what I always tell people that I've coached privately is if you have a pain point, know that there are hundreds of thousands of women that have that same pain point. So what can you do to help share and heal that pain point for someone else? Because when you do, you're actually healing yourself. So in that, when you started doing this podcast because of postpartum depression, how much healing did that give you when you started sharing your issues with postpartum? Oh, I know. I, I mean, I, yeah, it's crazy. Like you're saying that to me now because I've started realizing more and more how therapeutic it has been for me. And I'm like, wow. And I'm connecting with people like you and all these amazing other podcasters and public figures and different people who are talking to me about this. And I'm going, oh my gosh, like not only helping others and sharing, but like, let's be real. I'm helping myself. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely. And that's where the writing came from for me. So, you know, when I started writing, it was healing. It wasn't podcast back in 2007 for me. It was just writing in a journal and writing down all of my thoughts, all of my pains, my struggles, because I'm just not one to share Mm -hmm. all of that. I'm not, I've never been considered a negative Nancy, you know, always trying to look on the bright side or just on a different side in general of whatever's going on and whatever struggle that I'm going through. And so writing for me back then was basically what podcasting is for me right now. Wow. That's pretty, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense and that's pretty powerful because even for me, even with my podcast, I still try to journal like at least even like once a week and write things down because part of like when I went through my postpartum depression, part of the help I got was my therapist and my specialist saying like journal and write things down and release it and stop holding it. And you know, you can sit with it, but then release it. Like don't just keep sitting in it and wallowing in it. Right. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I always do for my, um, I have a live event every year in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We had our first one last year sold out. We're going to have our second one in January and it's called, it's called create your life. And originally it was a workshop on how to design your vision board. And we are going to expand that into talking about a lot of other things. I'm going to have guest speakers. I'm going to have vendors this year you know, I want to make it bigger and better every single year. And one thing that I always do for my private coaching clients is I always give them a journal on our very first meeting. And if I do it online, then I will always mail them a journal. And then it dawned on me one day, I was like, why am I giving them journals? Why don't I create my own journal? So that's exactly what I'm doing right now. So create your life 21 day devotional inspirational journal will be out at the end of September. That way I can give my own journal to my coaching clients and those that come to my workshops rather than go and buy one off the shelf and hand it to them. That's so awesome. What a great idea. And like, and then it also has you in it. That's so cool too, that you do that event. That's like so empowering and so amazing. And they get to like experience you and meet you. Like that's, that's really cool. So you need to come, Allie. You need to oh, come. I would love to. I was going to say, I was like, I want to go. It sounds like you need to come. It's in January. <laughs> it's going to be in Baton Rouge, but you know, it's only an hour from New Orleans. We can go there too. 
Oh, all right. That sounds fun. I might have to add that. I might have to add that to my list. <laughs> my That's account. right. Add it to your list. Yes. And we'll put it and I'll put it in the show notes as well. So everyone can check out the amazing event. So getting a little bit deeper into what you do, you also obviously being that you are a motivational speaker and you work with adversity with all different subjects, with different clients and different people and speak about it on your podcast. How do you, cause you were saying this to me before we started recording how do you kind of work with people that need help with grief? And what really clicked with me when you said to me before we started chatting on here was that grief does not always just mean death. There's so many different types of grief. So can you go further into that? Yes, definitely. So just to give you a little background, in 2007, I um, was actually a nurse, RN, I keep my license, we talked about that, mm-hmm. um, but I had landed a corporate position in the medical business industry, and it was amazing. I have three wonderful children. I was on my second marriage, which was absolutely amazing, wonderful. We were eight years in, we've been together 21 now. And I was in California training for my new position in the corporate world when I got a phone call at two o'clock in the morning. And, you know, we do not like phone calls at 2 a.m. Right. I got a call and my husband was on the end of the line crying. And the only words that he got out was my middle son as name, Bryant. And, you know, it's something about being a mom, call it a mother's intuition, call it whatever you will. But I knew at that very moment that my son was no longer here. And I didn't know why, because he never did anything in his life to indicate that that would happen. I mean, he was a 4.2 grade point average student. He was all-star baseball, most attractive of his senior class. I mean, just an all-around awesome, awesome 17-year-old son. And he had been killed tragically in a car accident. And I was 2,000 miles away from home. And so I had to get home. And when I got to Memphis, which is where he had had his accident at the time, Uh, And I stayed for those eight days. Um, It was just a whirlwind of just basically living an out-of-body experience is the only earthly words that I can use to describe losing your child. And from that day on, um, you know, I stayed in bed for a long time, Allie. And and I tell everybody my drug of choice was peanut M&Ms because that's literally all I would do is just lay in bed and and eat peanut M&Ms. I couldn't get up. I had a seven-year-old. Um, at the time, and I, I couldn't even make him dinner. It, it was it was a horrible time, and I had faced a road of just basically depression and destruction. And I chose to honor my son. And the way that I did that was on my birthday, which was November twelfth of two thousand and twelve. He died July twelfth, uh, two thousand. Oh my god, that's my birthday. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, oh. there's so much more of a deeper connection. That's crazy. Oh wow. So on my so birthday. Well. Okay. It was my first birthday, November 12th, without him, and I grabbed a journal. It was just a Blake notepad that someone had given me, and I wrote down my first entry, and it was something about that that gave me a sense of connection with him, that I was actually talking to him and writing, and gave me a little bit of strength. And I thought, oh, wow, you know, let me try this again. Let me try this again. So I wrote for seven years in a journal, wrote on my computer. Every time I would travel, I would write in my computer. And one of his friends came to me and said, you know, Miss Sherry, you really should turn that into a book for other moms. So Wake Up Call, A Mother's Grief Journey was born and published in 2014. And from there, it just kind of snowballed. So what I mean by that is I had the local newspaper coming out and wanted to talk to me and 
I created a different Facebook because I've had all these people that were reaching out to me. And I went to an bereavement conference where I was asked to speak. Um, and when I was standing there and people were coming up to me and telling me how they had lost their sister and their mother and their father and, you know, all these things that I had not experienced, I thought, okay, God, you know, what do I do with this? Because I'm feeling overwhelmed. I feel like you want me to, to speak about this and I want to honor Bryant's memory, but I, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I felt led to go and get my certification in grief from an educational standpoint. So I can speak from experience as well as education. And what I learned through all of my studies and getting my certification in grief is that we grieve, not just the loss of a loved one. We grieve a divorce. We grieve a business that we may have lost, a financial destruction, bankruptcy. We even grieve a loss of identity. You know, when we become moms, we can become new moms. You know, we grieve sometimes our identity because we were something totally different before we became, you know, this person became dependent on us. So now we have a spouse that's dependent on us. We have a child that's dependent on us and we pour ourselves into other people and we lose our own identity and we grieve that. And that is what postpartum depression is a lot of times is we're grieving a lot of things that we were before on top of the fact that we have all these mixed hormones. And so what I do is I talk about grief in two parts, no matter what you're grieving or what you're going through. Grief is in two parts. The first part is basically the loss. So in the loss, we're going through our mourning and we're going through all of those stages that we go through, which there are many. We know the denial, the anger, the bargaining, the depression, and then finally the acceptance. The second part is basically the acceptance part, and that is the remaking of life. So what do we do once we go through those stages of grief and we start to remake of our life, whether it be you're going through a divorce or you're going through the loss of a loved one, or your identity, whatever that grief may be. And so I work with people because a lot of times they feel like they can't do certain things in business, or they can't volunteer in their community or become a leader um, with their employer, or whatever company that they work for, because they're still dealing with some type of grief in their life, no matter what it is. Maybe the relationship was with their mom. You know, I've had clients that have an estranged relationship with their mother and a mother and daughter, you know, it's so important to have a close knit relationship. And some girls grieve that. And we grieve it as women if we haven't had that. So I work with people in order to get through their adversities so they can remake of their life and become whatever they want to be. That's beautiful. And I'm so sorry for, you know, the loss of your son. And I just have to say that, like, wow, like, that's so incredible of you, you know, as a mother and just as a human being to like, give back like that and share like that. Because like you said, so many reached out to you afterwards and said, thank you for helping us, you know, thank you for showing us that you can keep going. And, you know, I can't even imagine. And so like, seriously, I mean, that's, that's beyond beautiful. Like I'm, I'm, I'm literally like crying over here. I mean, I, I, you know, I already knew like when I found you wanted you on my show that I loved what you were doing with empowerment and everything you shared, but I did not know the, you know, deepness of this. And it's just like, wow, it just, add so much beauty to like everything you're doing and like so much vulnerability and people just need that. 
Thank you. I, you know, it's the, I, I had someone over at my house just yesterday and he was a handyman and he was helping me and he came in and, you know, it's funny how God will put you in certain places in front of certain people and you have these divine connections. And he came over to just help with a few things that I, that I needed. And he saw me unpacking. And, and, and he said, are you going somewhere? And I said, no, I'm actually coming back. I just went to a um, podcast national conference in Orlando this week. And he, and he said, oh, you're a podcaster. And I said, yeah, I am. And he said, I feel like I have a calling to do that. Well, I didn't realize that he's also a pastor. And he does the handiwork for extra money for his family so they can go on vacations and do all these things. And I just started sharing with him what I knew about podcasting. And he was so excited that he felt like that God had put him in that right place at that right time. And before he left, he said, can I pray with you? And I thought, wow, not only did I get my handiwork done that I needed at my house, I got prayer before he left. And it was awesome because even after he left, he texted me and he said, you are such a blessing to me today. You have no idea. And that just filled my heart. I thought, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that I was being a blessing to him, but obviously he felt that I was a blessing. And anytime you can feel that you're being a blessing, even if you're just giving a word or if you're giving guidance, maybe you're just paying a compliment to someone that doesn't get compliments at home. You know what I mean? If you're just being some type of blessing to someone else every day, it just feels you. So if you're feeling empty, in your spirit or your soul or whatever's going on with you in your life, if whatever you're feeling empty about, share yourself with someone else and watch that hole start to fill up. It just starts to fill up and you start getting more and more and more healed from whatever is aching you, whatever your pain points are. Yeah. And I, you know, really resonate with you saying that because the more I share my postpartum depression, the more I, like you said, I feel healed, but also I connect with others who tell me it's helping them. And then they share a story with me and I'm like, Oh my God, you felt that way. Or you said this or, and it's like everything clicks and you're like, wow, I don't feel so alone. And I actually feel like so much more empowered and I feel so much more normal. And it's like, it's just crazy. And like you said, the fueling of yourself, you do like you feel good because you are giving back to others. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, they don't understand too that when, whatever you're grieving and whatever you're going through, you know, or just your pain points, there's, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. You know, some people say, well, I don't think you should do that. You know, while you're grieving, I don't think that's good for you. Listen, don't let anybody tell you what's good for you with what you're going through. You can take advice from someone, but that doesn't mean that you have to take it, accept it and act on it. You can say, thank you very much. You know, I appreciate that. And just take it with a grain of salt because there is no right or wrong way. Now there are unhealthy ways to deal with grieving, right? So there's alcoholism, drug abuse. There's all these things that some people will turn to when they're at a certain level of grief or, you know, they're deep in their pain. Those are unhealthy ways. And yes, we avoid those. But talking about how long it takes to go through a grieving point and the right or wrong way to do it, there is no such thing. There's absolutely no such thing. There are different many types of grief. There's many different types of losses and pains. The point being, it's a universal emotion and we're all going to go through it in our lives, in different points in our lives, different chapters of our lives. Right, exactly. And so when you're working with 
everyone and you know you're helping them and you're sharing for this with different ways of adversity do you give them of course besides like the journal you spoke on and everything do you give them other kinds of tools or any types of you know obviously coaching but for those that obviously maybe aren't going to work with you one-on-one or get to you know experience your services what would you share for those that are listening I'm glad you asked because the one thing that I share is understanding that grief is always going to be in different stages now you may not go through each stage in order and you may relive a certain stage, but to understand that when you're in denial, you're always going to be telling yourself, okay, I can't believe this happened to me. I can't believe this happened to me. That is your denial. So those are initially your first stage that you're going to go through. Recognizing that you're in the stages is completely normal. That's the first thing that I tell everyone. You're going to go through anger, no matter what you're grieving, whether it be loss, divorce, identity, whatever it is, it may be that you had to sell your house and move to another state and you left all of your friends. Whatever your grieving point is, you are going to have an anger stage that's going to be, why is this happening to me? So you're going to go from, this can't be happening to me, to why is this happening to me? And you're going to want to blame someone. Everybody wants to blame someone for some type of grief or pain point in their life, but it's not typically someone else's fault. Now I've dealt with mothers that have had children that have been murdered. They have someone to blame, but what happens is that blame gets hooked into that person that took their loved one and they don't ever deal with the actual grief because they stay in that anger phase. They never move on to the acceptance phase. And then you're going to go to what they call bargaining. So that is your third stage. That means is You know, what can I do to make this not happen? What can I do to change the situation? What can I do to make this better? I I want to go back to the way it was before. How can I go back to the way it was before? And then you're going to go into the depression, recognizing the depression that you are sinking into a depression. And that means every single thing that you love to do prior to this grieving episode, you no longer have interest in. Maybe you played soccer every Saturday, or maybe you got up every morning and you went to the gym, or you had a particular hobby and you have no interest in doing anything anymore, and you want to spend as much time as possible laying on the couch or in the bed. You're in a depression. And then recognizing when you're in acceptance, when you're in acceptance, you say, okay, I'm going to be at peace. It's not okay. I'm not, I'm not going to ever move on from this, but I'm going to grow from this and I'm going to accept it. I'm going to have peace and I am going to heal from this. That is your acceptance. So am I ever going to be at a stage where I say, oh, you know, I am just going to move on from my son, Brian. You will never hear me say that, nor will I ever tell anyone else to do that. I will never move on from my son. But what I've done is I've taken his memory And I can continually share him over and over and over again with thousands and thousands of people teaching those that are going through grief how to heal. And that enables me to be able to share him, share his story, and keep his memory alive. And I know he's proud of me for that. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I'm sure, like, I'm a very spiritual person, and I'm sure he's with you through all of it. I'm sure he's a part of everything. So, like, that's that's just, like, so beautiful. And, I mean, it's well said. Like you said, there's, there's so many stages, and there's so many different ways to handle that. And I think those are great tips because even for myself with postpartum depression, 
I wasn't an IO in the first place. Like to me, I was madly in love with Amelia. Like how could I be depressed? How could I, you know, be in a bad space? I'm a brand new mom. I, you know, just have this beautiful baby. A baby's a blessing. Like how dare I even think like I could be depressed? And you're right. Started with that denial and then went down that loophole. And I had no idea until, you know, my closest around me were like, okay, something's not right. Right. Exactly. And you know what? And a lot of that too, though, Allie, it is your hormones and changing when you have a baby, but also you, it depends on your grief at different stages of um, our age, right? So you have girls that are in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and your hormones are changing. So at what point are you being hit with a particular tragedy also depends on how old you are and what you've actually been through. So one thing that I do tell people as is, you know, I'm going to continually go through tragedies. I know I am. I'm going to suffer other losses. I'm going to go through grief, but you're not going to be able to trump the loss of a child. So I know that if I can get to the point to where I am right now, and I can sit here and do this show with you, and I'm in my studio office, and I have my son his big senior picture and his little tuxedo looking so handsome. And I can look at him and smile instead of cry. And believe me, I have my days, but I can look at him and smile today and know that I can reach out and help somebody that might be grieving. I am doing God's work. I'm doing work for him and I'm making him proud and it's healing me at the same time. Yeah. And I mean, good for you because not everyone can do that, you know, and good for you to be able to see it that way. And again, be able to share that way and, you know, help others and everything. So you're already doing so much with, you know, what you share and being an expert in adversity and recovery and, you know, being a motivational speaker, you have your book. What is your book called? Uh, My first book is Wake Up Call, A Mother's Grief Journey. And my latest book is Strong Women, How to Live an Empowered Life Through Adversity. That's beautiful. And you can get that on Amazon, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. I'll put it, I'll put the links in the, um, in the show notes. And I imagine like other, any bookstores, like in person, like a Barnes and Noble or whatever. Yes. You can get, um, you can actually get my books on Barnes and Noble online. And then I do have a few places in Dallas, Baton Rouge and New Orleans that uh, carry my books as well. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and you, you know, you've, you've survived so much and, you know, gotten through despite all the odds. And it's just like so inspiring, like for me to, you know, listen to, especially as a new mom, it's like, you're right. You said, you know, we all go through grief. You're going to continue to go through things in your life. And it's like, you have to continue to live and, you know, and, and it's okay to go through it and to have to feel everything, but to still live and to still feel inspired and empowered and thrive. And I think that that's just incredible, like how much empowerment you're doing. And, and like you say, empowerment is beauty and it's true. Yes. And you can tell with you, like it truly radiates, you know, within and, you know, and, and outside of you and everything. And so it's, you know, I just think it's so good for people to hear that. I think you've given so many great gems for people to like have to take away, you know, whether they're going through, like you said, a divorce or being a new mom or losing someone, like all these different things that are just so normal and happen all the time to all of us. And that's part of life. Is there any other, you know, gems that you'd want to share um, with my audience just about anything that, you know, you're working on or that you'd want them to be aware of or anything? You know, there's, there's so much I feel like sometimes, but like I said, I do have the create your life 
um, workshop that is going to be in January. We don't have an exact date, but okay. it is going to be on a Saturday in January, 2020. And it's going to be our second event. The first one sold out. So we're going to open 15 more chairs for the, for the, for the next event. I also have a create your life, uh, 21 day devotional and inspirational journal, because I truly believe writing in a journal and just writing down your thoughts and reading inspiration, whether it be an affirmation or scripture, whatever it is every single day and incorporate that into your daily routine is so important. So I am coming out with a journal and it will launch at the end of September. That's so exciting. Yes, I'm excited about that. And then, of course, my podcast show. You know, I I did four episodes a month, and we just expanded it to six episodes a month of Real Girl Talk. And you can listen on that, of course, on on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find Real Girl Talk. Yes, I love that. And I'm going to be on your show soon too. So like, I'm looking for that as well. I'm so excited. Well, you have just been like amazing. And I told you, you know, stripped down is really all about being that real raw self and, you know, truly authentic to you. And I really appreciate, you know, how much not only did you share on my show today, but how much you do for others and how much you just share in general. So thank you. This was so empowering and inspiring and just like, uplifting like I, I feel so you know good like with our conversation yeah. and everything you shared and so much that resonated with me with everything I've gone through as a new mom so you know thank you for just being you and for sharing so much of your heart oh thank you Allie I appreciate that so much and you know I just want everyone to realize that it is your God-given right to be happy healthy wealthy wise and prosperous oh I love that amen to that thank you so much, Sherry, and I'll put all this, is this in the show notes. And just go ahead and plug your um, social media. Okay, so social media, Facebook and Instagram is Empowerment is Beauty. And those are the main pages that I'm on. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, just my name, at Sherry Ricard. But I also have a website, SherryRicard.com, and that's C H E R I E. R-I-C-K-A-R-D.com. My new website is going to launch next week. It's going to be called Real Girl Talk Podcast Show, but it's all going to link back to SherryRicard.com. Amazing. And so I'll be in the show notes. And thank you again, Sherry. You were incredible. And until next time, cheers. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Strip Down with Allie Levine. If you want to continue the conversation with us, head on over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also see what she's up to at www.allylevine.com. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.